Welcome to the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HOScaleCustoms.com, where we talk about the modeling side of the hobby of model railroading and a little bit about everything else. We'll talk about beer, music, hockey, you name it. We just go all over the place. So buckle in. We got another episode, and we hope you enjoy it. And I hope you uh, enjoy episode 43. So episode 43, we have one other person to thank. We have a brand new patron this week, and... Um, if you want to become a patron, just like Martin, Martin, uh, I'm sorry, Martin. I hope I say it right. Martin McGurk. Uh, that sounds you, right. Yeah. We're going to go with that. If it isn't, you can send us a message and, uh, please correct us. But if you want to become a patron like Mark and get access to our exclusive overtime at the bench, uh, Facebook group, you can also get some extra podcasts. We do, we try to do a podcast every week. For the patrons, every now and then we slip. We're busy. It happens. But we're going to have yeah. a new one this week as well. And um, if you want to become a, po- a patron like him and the rest of our other great patrons and get some cool stuff in the meantime, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Customs and join our crew. We're growing, and it's a lot of fun. Our group's growing. We have a pretty healthy uh, little private Facebook group that we uh, um, use for just our patrons, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Also... Welcome you, aboard, Mark. Is yeah. it Mark or Marty? Martin McGurk. Martin. I think it's McGurk. McGurk. Martin. McGurk. Martin McGurk sounds like a name. McGurk? It might be McGurk. Anyways. McGurk. It sounds like a name of a hockey player to me. He does. Yeah, it does. Just man. switch like, it up like, to like, like, like Marty. Like Boston dudes. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so thanks again, Martin. Um, it means a lot, and enjoy the podcast episodes. I think you have a sticker coming your way pretty soon, and... Uh, um, and you got some, some overtime at the bench episodes to catch up with. Also, when you become a patron of the show, you have the ability to do, uh, to become a part of our next segment, which is the overtime at the bench podcast topics of the week topics or questions, really whatever it is. Um, it can go all over the place. So let's jump into our patron topics of the week. Yeah, let's do it. All right. First one, this one's from Lynn. So give me a second to. By the way, it's cold outside. It went from too early. It went from July to January. <laughs> in like Isn't two that days. Nuts! It was. I had the air conditioner on last week. I was in Virginia. On va- I, I, I went uh, to on vacation. Went down to Williamsburg, Williamsburg, Virginia. Did the Colonial Williamsburg, the whole thing. And the one day, it's you know beautiful, but it's but it's but it's super hot, like. Like eighties, not not that it's hot. But this is October we're talking about, so we're talking eighty five, eighty seven, somewhere in there. And it was you know, no clouds, so the sun's cooking you. And then, yeah. then then the next day, the clouds roll in, <laughs> and it was a hurricane. Michael, the hurricane Michael, which is now a tropical storm, coming in right over top of Williamsburg and just rained on us. It it even it shut the electric down there. It shut down the, the visitor center. A lot of the exhibits weren't open. They couldn't open some of the restaurants. We still made the best of it. Some of the things were still open. But then as soon as that rain stopped that next day on Friday, after it passed real quick and went over, they had lost a lot of trees and there was some damage, right, right. tornadoes. Anyways, it's, it's you know, 56, 60 degrees. And I'm like, oh, my God. And now it's only a couple days after, or you know, you know, five, four or five days after, and now we're talking 
back here in Pennsylvania, 30s and 40s at night is crazy. Sorry for the weather forecast, but uh, my body don't work like that. Yeah, are you standing in front of a map or something right now? Are you going to give us the the hourly (laughs) forecast? Where's the cold front? I'm just not used to this. There's good news to that, though. You know what I like about cold weather? Yeah, it means summer's coming again. (laughs) (laughs) No, what, what I like about the cold weather is, number one, I... After I get home from work, I can get in here. Uh, there's not as many chores to do inside as oh, there yeah. are outside. Yeah. I can get in here at my workbench. I can get stuff done. And the cold weather motivates me a little bit to get stuff done. Yeah, and I'll and, be uh, uh, I'll be running less in the cold now. That in the yeah. next two weeks, my running will come to an end, and uh, I'll be down in the basement for the rest of the winter. Yeah, yeah. So it's all good. And, and, that, and then next week, Halloween. Halloween next week, and. Um, which, which is a good excuse to go to the workbench, shut the door, turn off the lights, and let the little rugrats walk away. Yeah, thankfully I don't have trick or treaters. Huh? Thankfully we don't get trick or treaters. Yeah, well I do. But anyways, anyhow. all right. Now that you got your, um, now that you got your weather forecast for the week. Um, Sorry. Now we're gonna send Let's it over to. Uh, now we're gonna send it over to to Mike with sports. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, dude. no, it's cool. It's cool. It's this. It's this Tropicana and Citrus IPA. Oh yeah, I'm mm, ha- I'm having a I beer called uh, Huff Huffhead. Huff. Oh boy. <laughs> it's from Evergreen Brewing Company. Oh boy, I never heard of that. Uh, they're in Camp Hill, right down the street okay. from you. So nice. Uh, anyhow, yeah. So I got that. This will be fun. Uh, brand new, brand new type of beer, and a brand new podcast episode. So let's roll. We do not, we don't condone that. I'm just saying we're having some. Hey, just, if you're of age, have yeah, a, you know, have a good time. Yeah, do your thing. Yeah. You do you. If you're yeah. not, go get a soda. Yeah, definitely. Right, or some Kool Aid or something. I don't care what you drink. All right, let's move on. All right, get a glass of milk. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Patron questions of the week or topics of the week. The first one is from Lynn. And I'll summarize what he wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Lynn, for the first topic here. Uh, he's saying that, um, not in a bad way, but he sees that mostly us and a lot of other modelers like Frank Farga, who was on the show, and some of the other uh, bigger craftsman kit companies, or modelers, I'm sorry, mainly work with wood, which is true. Mm-hmm. We, we get stuck in a rut with wood kits. And we and, love them. We're addicted to them. It's like... Uh, they're just it's like yeah. It's just so easy. To, it's easy to get a get into a a, a rut with them. So, um, but that's not his question. His question is basically uh, how he 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 loves the weathering that we do with the wood kits, and he wants to know if there's any suggestions he has to weather um, plastic kits. So well, I I, yeah, I actually, actually I'm looking at a kit that I was. Re, you're gonna be proud of me. That mm-hmm. Iron Forge, I got it down over the weekend, and I started oh. reworking on the Iron Forge, which is a plastic kit. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the name of the manufacturer. I'll find it before the show uh, right. airs, but and I'll have a link to a picture of it. Um, I have that kit that I pulled down, and is I that was, RDA? RDA? Yeah. No, is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. RDA, it is RDA, and it I, is the Forge. Yeah, uh, I think the Iron yeah. Forge. Yeah, I think Iron it's Forge, just called correct. the RDA Iron Forge. Something Iron Forge, yeah. Yeah, 
but um, I'm gonna redo that one. So mm-hmm. it's not bad. I think the one I did, I bought two of them. Remember, and I mashed them together. Yeah, the one half is really good, and I painted the stones all different colors, and the windowsills are white, a lighter stone mm-hmm. color, and um, that's not really weathering. But we do do some plastic kits, believe it or not, and some of mine just got shelved with all these other craftsman kits we were doing and i'm gonna jump back into these plastic kits over the winter now that i'm gonna have more time and revamp them kind of give them a facelift make them look a little better this one was the first one that i want to get back down because it's just a awesome looking kit but as far as weathering lynn i um i i it's i use really the same techniques i do for wood i just don't lift the boards it's really um it's really it i still put the same washes on them like ink washes uh i still use the chalks um if it's i mean a, if it's a brick building i'll take um i'll take white paint and i'll thin the white paint down with water acrylic paint and yeah. i'll paint it over the bricks and then real quickly before it dries i'll take a paper towel and dab the paint off the brick face so i'll put the mortar in the bricks um that way but really i weather them the same way i use inks and chalks I don't really do. Yeah, I, I mean, don't do the too paints, much different. And I, the paints and, and can with, even be the same. And with the AK stuff, and uh, you know, s- some of the other alternatives to AK, mm-hmm. you can you can really weather them the same, really, as as right. a, as a wood kit. Precisely, and and those products, the AKs, the MIGs, they're good for plastic. Uh, they're better for plastic. They're made for plastic. They're made to turn plastic to make it look like wood. Cost you a couple pennies to get it now, but they and la- like I said, it's condensed and it lasts. And there's alternatives, of course. There are alternatives. there's some MIG stuff and, and some you know, other companies, but but right, there's about six different companies out there making stuff. Here's the other thing: you can use acrylic paints on that plastic. He was also he was also asking how to make it look like it, the paint is sun baked on a building. Ugh. Um, and I don't really know. I, that's a that's a good question. I I, I actually have a. Let me get it real quick. I got some. I got an I idea have, for him. I have an. I'll put a picture of this up in reply to his comment. I have a DPM <clears throat> kit. It's probably my only DPM kit that we're going to put on the layout. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that little row home I did. Right. Yeah. It's a brown row home I did. Yeah. And this kind of looks sun baked. And what I did with it was just white chalk. Yeah. That's really it. I did a light coating yeah. of white chalk on the side of the building, and it's it it brought the brown. Tones. Right. It really dolled out the brown tones, so it has like that faded look, like a white oxidation kind of look on the paint. Sure. Um, and and then you know, just like if you're sun baking it, or if you want it to be sun baked, you're talking about you know eventually paint's gonna peel right. and everything else. It's just like just like a wood clapboard house. Uh, it so, is. I think it's probably it, harder to make the paint peeling effects on plastic. Yeah, there it is. However, there's product out there to do it, and I ha- I was going to talk about that tonight anyway. And some of it isn't not... even 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 that expensive. You probably have it. No. Your wife probably has it in her uh, her uh, <laughs> her vanity or or in right. her uh, makeup kit with hairspray. Right. Well, here's this product here by by Folk Art. You can get it at Michaels or AC Moore's or Hobby Lobby or wherever you go. Um, it's the same people that make the acrylic paints. It's called pickling wash. Oh my god! Okay, and it's um, it mm. comes in a little same thing in a two ounce bottle like the other paints. 
And this is going to be it, a long segment. I can tell. No, it no, won't, not it won't because be of you. Woo, man! I posted that thing about so so if you and I'll get back into. I'll let you get. Back oh, you into posted the thing about asking for questions, and it just blew up. All our patrons are on there. So that's good. I love it. So um, this comes in all different kinds of paint colors, like uh, uh, this one here, sea glass. They have, and if you're if you work with, you know your your nautical type theme or your or your uh, waterfront areas and you're doing a lot of buildings like that uh these are nice i'm, I'm sorry if my voice faded i'm digging a couple out here um but they come in 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 tones that are made for that this one is champagne uh and then this one is sea glass and this one is papillion and it is they're, i mean they're awesome uh colors so they they brush on and you then after they're on, um, you can put a piece of scotch tape or something on and then peel it off, and you'll get that pe peeling paint effect. It is acrylic. Okay, so now it's not sinking into the wood, but some of it's going to stick to your – you have to put an undercoating on, and you're going to do that with a, a primer anyways on a piece of plastic. Once you put that plastic on your – once you put that primer uh, a non, you know, fading primer or no, a non-water soluble primer from a spray can onto pla on the plastic walls, mm -hmm. and that and it dries, and you give it a day to dry. You start putting your acrylics on, and you can get the same effects once you have that primer on. Right. The key is the primer. You can make any building look like a wood building or a brick building. It's that's it, made of plastic. It's all in how you prep them. It's how you prep them, and you have that primer. And I swear to God, you can make anything look the way you need it to look. And um, you know, you got to play around with it. And and as a little later on, I'll talk to you in more depth about the different products that are available at your craft store that are made by these companies like uh, Folk Art and Americana. Go ahead. Go ahead. What? I didn't say anything. Well, I didn't know you had another question. Oh, I do. I do. You just ended that really abruptly. That was weird. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no, that's how I prepare plastic. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I usually start with a primer. I just, I either use yeah. white or gray paint or a gray primer, yeah. white or gray, and mm -hmm. um, uh, I just put the same acrylic paints I do on the wood yeah. kits on the plastic kits, and it looks right. you can't tell the difference. So, right. and please, please, people, go to military modeling websites on youtube oh, yeah. videos so much check them out i know it's a different scale i know it's different scale than o scale it's a little closer to o scale okay but it's still o scale still smaller but right, right. you're talking generally it's like 135th scale and, some of them are 125th i see a little bigger yeah some of them are even bigger okay but the thing is the techniques are the techniques and you can do them and break them down to work for your for your plastic kits. They are building with plastic as well. Some of them, you know, toss some wood in there, but for the most part, a lot of the, a lot of that cool stuff they have is made of plastic, right, and right. they somehow artistically turn it into using their products, uh, turn it into, um, you know, making it look realistic and. And uh, there's techniques out there that are so easy, and they're available it's all over. You just gotta techniques. You yeah. just gotta learn it. And it yeah. You just have to see it yeah. done once, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe right. I didn't know that." Let's take from other so, modeling 
And we've talked artists. about that before. Yeah. You have to learn from yeah. other, other hobbies within right. modeling. Yep. So, okay. all right. Next question. Mm-hmm. Next question. Yo. All right. Oh, well, we'll skip Ron's, but I'm sure Ron's having fun tonight. But uh, <laughs> we'll just skip past that one. And hey, uh, Canada. Ron knows what I'm talking about. Ron knows. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, Greg Baker, or Mountain Goat Greg, as we know him, mm-hmm. uh, he asks, have you considered purchasing any of the mini power tools like a table saw or a chop saw, and what are the pros and cons? Uh, you have a little drill press. Okay, yeah, I have the Dremel workstation. Yep. Um, I use a drum. It's a, it holds a it holds a wide variety of different Dremel model tools, uh, hand handheld rotary tools, and you put that into the into the Dremel. Um, it's called the Dremel workstation, and it works like a drill press. It's got the handle on the and side. It says the, the same work. thing. One word: Dremel. Right, and it's made by Dremel, and and then of course it you put your drill bits into it, and you you know it, it, it's it, it's a neat thing. It it does all types of different things. Right, it's a sander, it's a drill press, it's a you know a whatever you, a grinder, you can whatever clean you want your ears out. You do you could put your ear in there if you wanted. You're not going to walk away. <laughs> Don't without do that. A house without a ambulance trip. We do not. But you, we do not condone cleaning no. your ears with a Dremel. Period. <laughs> we don't. We don't no. condone it. Do not put the Dremel near your ears, please, people. <laughs> or any other body part, for that matter. Stay you can probably use that. it for other household tasks, though. Like, if you need <laughs> to drill a hole in a cabinet, you might be able yeah. to use it for that. I'm not sure. Whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dremel is... That's the other thing, too. Come to think of it. You mentioned that. You're, Dremel when you, when is... You have, when you have to explain to your wife why you're buying another tool for model railroading, yep. at least with a Dremel, you can say, Hey, honey, uh, yeah. I can do other honey-do list chores with this Dremel tool, so I have to have it. There are all kinds of attachments <laughs> for the Dremel to do all sorts of there's, household there's cool, type. And I mean, yes. I'm sure most people know what a, what a Dremel is, but uh, uh, yeah, you can do literally anything with them. Right. So the but anyways, the drill press. Uh, the, it's not a drill press. It's called the workstation. It's not that expensive. I think it's, it's like actually, fifty bucks or something like that. It's actually a reasonable size. Yeah, it's 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 on my small workbench, and it sits at the very end on the corner. It has it has holes in the end. You can mount it to your workbench um, with bolts if you'd like. Uh, I do not. <clears throat> Pardon me, beer talking, and uh, <laughs> um, that's one of the tools. We also bought a tool from Harbor Freight, um, and you know we <clears throat> Harbor Freight stuff. Yeah, we all know where we all know where we stand with that stuff, right? <laughs> okay, but it's it's if you're using it every day in your garage yeah, to fix it. cars and you're a professional mechanic. Yeah. You're probably not going to have harbor freight that lasts very long. No. You're not going to be in business long. But okay? if it's a but, if you're a weekend warrior and yeah. or or you're using it as a tool for modeling where it's a little less yeah. of a workload as far as stress. Mm-hmm. Your your Harbor Freight tool is probably going to last you just. They got a bunch of benchtop yeah. type uh, power It'll last tools. you just fine. And yeah, we bought a we bought a sander. Brett and I bought a sander. Actually, I used um, that the other day. And we bought it because we thought we were going to at some point make kits, which was a freaking nightmare. Well, and uh, don't don't discount the sander because I still use it. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, used it on this. Uh, I used it on this scratch build I'm doing. I use I, since it has a square edge. When I yeah. cut when I cut my walls, I use it to touch the corner of the walls up real quick to to right. square them off and make them smooth. Sure. And now now here's the thing. What do I always say about going to stores? Get a coupon. Get a coupon. And there, every day is 20% off if you take your coupon with you. You can you can print it off online. It's always available online. You can print one, take it with you, go to the store. They have mail or sign up for the mail. You'll get an email every freaking day right. from Harbor Freight. Okay, 20%, plus they have their discounts, and you can use those coupons on the other coupons. You get as, e- you get as many emails from Harbor Freight as you do uh, from AC Moore. Oh, yeah. It's every morning. I wake up. There's a Harbor Freight right there with the AC Moore and the Michaels. It's all good to go. It's twenty percent. I go in there. I bought. I I bought that bench top uh, table sander. Uh, bench tabletop sander, and uh, it's nice. I mean, it's got a belt sander and a rotary sander on it, and it was you know it even came with a couple of the sanding discs, I believe. Or if they didn't, I had to buy them. But they were cheap, anyways. And uh, the you know it did come with a belt. I bought a spare belt, but I think I paid fifty bucks. Right, and that was after I used the twenty percent off coupon, and uh, it was like fifty bucks. And right. it, I, it was a great tool. It's a great tool. You're you're using it. You also have a um, jig as a. I'm sorry. Is that a jigsaw? What is yeah, that? I have a. Um, it is a a, a small scroll uh, scroll saw. Scroll saw. And I and I bought some very very fine blades for it, so mm-hmm. it is is perfect for cutting out um, clapboard siding and other and other wood wood pieces. Whether it's a, a thicker dowel rod that, or a thicker piece of ba- uh, basswood that you don't want to cut with a knife, or yes. it might be a little too cut, thick to cut. And I don't have a saw. I don't have the little Zacto saw. I'm not yeah. that fancy, but I have this. I have a scroll saw, and it works just as just as good. I turn it on, ten seconds, yeah. cut them out, cut a couple pieces out, and it's good to go. So yeah. um, it's real good at cutting dowel rods and stuff too. That actually, my pap gave to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just went out and bought. It's a it's an old Craftsman one, so it's never gonna break because it's like the yeah. it's like the Craftsman from the '60s, where yeah, it's, it's, somehow they're made. It, the entire thing's made out of like iron. It's a, yeah, it's, it's I like, know because I stubbed my toe on it along with everything else around well, the workbench. Well, no, it's tucked away around now. our layout. I tucked it in yeah. the corner. It's it's tucked I know, away I know. now. But uh, I, I'm get... always walking by, stumbling on stuff. And well, here's get... some other ideas, though. Oh, um, well, uh, check your micro mark. Uh, micro mark, yeah. Check micro mark. I bought a gluing jig from there. That's a tabletop item. Another key item, and we talked about it before. It's uh, made by uh, Northwest Short uh, Northwest Short Line, and it is the uh, chopper. Um, it's a basically a razor blade on a handle, yep. and yep. it chops wood almost perfectly every time. Uh, and I can I can get the same cut over and over again. There's a million little tools and and, and products like that. Let's in, see, we in, got some replies. Yeah. Um, um. Well, really, just Dremels. That's really everyone in the group was talking about, and many tabletop. Yeah, Dremels saws. are awesome because the one I have is a Dremel. The Dremel I have, um, but it's but there's a there's a bunch, and I think really it just comes down to, um, you know, if you're purchasing it, and the it uh, there's a lot of miniature power tools that are great, 
but is the price of it going to be worth buying it? Um, right. Especially if there's a handheld option that's smaller right. or cheaper sure. and it does and the that's same where job. The Dremel comes in. Um, so the Dremel or a scroll saw or a mini jigsaw, uh, obviously they're nice to have, but if it's, if it's something you're only going to be using once in a blue moon, you or you know, need space or space. Yeah. If you, if you, if you have to weigh the use in space, um, right. factor of it. And, and if you're not going to have the room or you're not going to be able to use it that much, you know, you might just be better off with some micro mark tools or, or, sure. or smaller options. So, right. Anyways, Definitely. so yeah, yeah, they're great. Everyone loves to have some toys and some gadgets. We're all, we're all mm-hmm. even the even the ladies that listen to the show. I'm sure they like to have their, uh, they like to, absolutely they like to get their tools and their uh, their they go to the they go to the uh, hardware stores or the Michael's Michael's craft stores and it's like going in Toys R Us for all of us. So yeah, uh, we all see the we all see the. We're like kids in a candy store when we see well, that stuff. I want to have that. I need that. Right, next time. right. I'm going to save for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, you got to weigh the option of, you know, are we going to use it? How much use sure. am I going to get out of it? So right, exactly. I, I've toyed now with, for a while, buying one of those, um, um, I think they're called uh, circuit, uh, crickets or yeah, yeah, circuits or something. The cricket. The cricket, yeah, cricket. cutter. Yeah, from, uh, from you know, one of the craft stores. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, it's two or three hundred bucks. And uh, I thought it would be awesome to use to cut um, like cardboard or cardstock, not cardstock, but like chipboard mm-hmm. and those things out to make custom signs and custom small detail parts like that. But, you know, that's 300 bucks, and I could do it by hand as well. Right. So you just right. got to weigh those things out and, and uh, figure out if it's worth it. So Cry cut. I don't know how the hell Cry cut. It. Yeah. So, something you know, weird, it, and you can't use your coupon for it. Like You're not allowed to use your coupon for it, so that's why and, I haven't and, got and it. The problem is with that. It, I thought about that. I looked into them too, and and they're like, they're like, they don't. They, I'm not trying to. They they come in pink and like baby blue and whatever. Like sea, I don't care about that. Sea green. I don't I, care dude, about that. Half I, the crap on, in my house. Mainly colors of Half black the crap and, in my house is pink because of my two daughters and my wife. <laughs> Everything's anyhow. pink. Everything's pink, yeah, but, but me and the dog. Pink, right? Yeah. Anyways. Okay, so what else we All got? All right, now that we got your little rant out of the way with girly colors for some reason, you're afraid to have something that isn't black or green. No, no, I'm, green. I'm, 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 I'm secure in my manhood. It's, just, it's right. not that. I'm it's just, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I mean, I, I, have a pink, hey. I have a pink golf shirt. I'm kidding. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Go, go on. All right. Before we get out of control with this topic, let's go to the next one. All right. Um, ba, ba, ba. All right. Ron Cleese is asking, mm-hmm. best techniques for trees. And I know we were talking Ooh. about getting into this a little bit later tonight. Yeah. Um, but maybe we'll touch on it briefly now and then uh, talk a little bit later about it. He's asking, well, uh, he uses flower stems from mm-hmm. a spurea bush. With scenic, scenic Express Super Leaf, sometimes mm-hmm. he adds additional uh, individual super tree uh, armatures to the Spurea branches to make foreground trees. Yeah, uh, so I've used that stuff too. I, I actually, I I've used, used in my front yard. I have a uh, Japanese maple, mm-hmm. and I've I don't know if I have any. I can't see them from here. It might be on yeah. the section that we took out in the past. 
But right. I've made trees out of the Jap- the small Japanese maple branches because they're kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, you, if anyone's seen Japanese maple, the branches and twigs on them are really like, really uh, ornate and they're very craggy looking. I don't know. I don't know what a good word is. Craggy, craggly. I don't know if that's a real word, but right. uh, they're very. Uh, they look like trees. It's not yep. just like one long stick. It's a. They bend and they do all these crazy things. So right. I've actually snapped them off and used them as as uh, tree tree trunks. Yeah, um, and there's a couple options like that. I mean, right? You know, a sagebrush. I mean, we talked about that before, and uh, I know one of our listeners, Lynn, said he's going to work on getting me some sagebrush, and oh, I know, might like to make some trees out way. of gnarly trees. Yes. Oh, oh, we have another. Oh man, let me scroll back. I'm I'm leaving this topic for one second. Oh really, Jeff? I'm, I'm like, Ready to roll with we it. need to get we need to get in touch with Jeff about that sawdust. Oh yes, yes. So okay, anyways, well, and we will do that. That was on the on the. If you, yeah, if you're a patron, you know what we're talking about. Anyway, okay. So anywho, um, the back to the back to the trees. So have yeah, you, back to have the trees. You, so you sagebrush, but if you go to uh, you know anywhere where they sell dried flowers, yeah, um, like baby's breath. Uh, yeah, baby's breath. Uh, there's a couple other types that I have. I threw one away because it got too dry. Let but... me go to the – you talk, <clears throat> and I'm going to go to my tree bin, and I'm going to go get okay. a couple things real quick. Right, and, and so you take those types of things. They're like baby's breath. There's all kinds of different things you can add to your flowers that are dried flowers. Buy a bunch, okay, for – you know, it's going to cost you four or five bucks. Not a big deal. But you're going to get a bunch of trees out of it. You know, they're going to be smaller trees. You know, I don't think you're going to get giant trees out of it, but – um, shake some of the the little flowery stuff off the ends, uh, pick them off. A lot of it will fall off anyways. And then use the branches themselves and break them into different sizes, and you'll get all kinds of different sized trees out of it. I mean, that's an option. Um, you know, of course, uh, you know, there's always the woodland oh. scenics. And I've had good luck with woodland scenics trees, right. and I know a lot of people might not. Um, like to buy pre-made trees. I have no problem with that. Um, I, I think you can jazz them up a little bit. It's all to your. It's the same as modeling. Well, modeling a structure. There's it's two what things you make out. Of. And there's two things with pre-made trees: is how many do you need? Yeah. And what's your budget? Right. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. you're going to pay a lot. I like a lot, I like a lot, the woodland scenic tree kits. I've had good luck with the woodland tree, tree scenic tree kits. I think what it comes down to is how you paint the trunks. Uh, if right. you make them, uh, I, I don't like making them all brown. I like making them like a grayish color. Um, I've had good luck with that, like a gray-brown, a very light gray, because uh, yeah, that's how bark at, usually turns. And if, yeah, when you look at an older tree, yeah, the outside bark is usually a, a very light brown, almost a gray. Yeah. And then the right. inside, the inside the cracks, it's a darker brown or almost black, depending on if the tree's sappy right. or not. Exactly, and get different types of. I got a box of it sitting right here, actually, within my arms reach. Uh, get a box of the, uh, you know, get get it to the store. Get some uh, clump foliage to put on it. Um, you know, you could probably you get it from Woodland Scenics, or you can get it from oh, um, uh, Scenic Express has some amazing trees, amazing products. I think Ron re- mentioned Scenic Express. He did. Yeah. I've I've used those leaves. They are insane. The super leaf. We, the super leaf. I got a bunch of them. They're neat. 
Um, also, you can sprinkle some of them on the ground, and they actually look like real leaves. Um, We've also used ground-up leaves. Don't just get one color, though. No. Get, if you're going to buy the foliage, the foliage for these trees, you want to buy, you know, like, you want to make sure you're getting, like, five, six, seven different colors or more. Right. Okay. Eventually. I mean, you might not be able to buy them all at one shot, but no, you know, get but, some. You know, if you're planning on doing them, if you're planning on doing trees yeah. in, a, in a month or two and you're not quite ready for them now in your layout, right. over the next couple of weeks, just pick a pack or two up as you go. And yeah. then when you're ready to do trees, now you have a variety. And the problem, right. I think I just bought my mic. But anyways, the problem with buying one color, which I'm sure most of you are, are aware of, and we've we've made the mistake with scenery before. Um, the problem with one color is once you put it down, it's like <laughs> it looks like a Lego Playland. It's all like one solid color. Yeah, it's so, unnatural. Right. You know, what, when, you know, when have you, you ever been in the woods and you saw the same color the whole way through the woods? Right, right. And and not only that, you have to determine the season of the year that you want to model. Right. I right. mean, I, I, do you want to model fall? If you're going to do fall. You're not going to have a whole lot of green trees. Man, that just, okay. I would love, that would be awesome to have a fall layout. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, yeah, I'm just be. thinking, I'm thinking like, man, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of color. It's a lot of extra work. Right. And you know, you'd have some green sp- sprinkled in there because they don't all turn yellows and browns and dark, uh, you know, red, reds and such. But, you, you know, you have a couple of green sprinkled, sprinkled in there. But, you know, if you're doing fall or if you're doing summer, you want it lush. And in the spring, you want it bright. Um, and, 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 you know, so, you know, in winter, you have no freaking leaves. <laughs> that might be interesting. Hey, let's, now that I'm thinking about it, let's do a winter layout. Because we can just put a winter layout. <laughs> we could. I, I, with, I no, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. I'm and I'm not even. I'm not even talking about a winter layout with snow. I'm talking about yeah. the kind of winter where it doesn't snow and everything's dead. So we don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to put snow down, and we don't have to have leaves on trees, and we don't have to. Everything can just be dead and brown. Yeah, the grass will be like the, the, just the. Light brown cover. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Some of the weedier grass, like on the sides of tracks or like in a field, <laughs> like that'll be all brown, right? Like, like a dead brown color. But really, the rest of the yard grass and stuff, we don't even have to care about it. We can just like put some, we could barely put any grass down because it's all dead. It could just be dirt and mud. Yeah, all the all the layouts I've seen that are winter, people have snow down. I've no. never seen anybody model should, winter without snow. We should do like a, a Pennsylvania winter without snow. <laughs> Everything's We've just, had a few of them. They're just ugly. Everything's you know? just mud and death. <laughs> yeah, and instead of using our with our lights, we have to change the bulbs out to that cool blue or whatever they call that. that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get the blue, the blue light, just, and you get that overcast, dreary look. It's almost oh, yeah. like it's almost like living in Seattle. <laughs> you're not uh, sure if it's ever. You're not at, at some point. You're not sure if you're ever going to see the sun again. It'd be like the Tim Burton layout. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? Sorry, I'm laughing too hard here. I, I'm all for it. We got all those tree trunks. We don't have to do a damn thing with the tree trunks. We could just stick them down <laughs> and paint them. You don't even have to paint them. Just keep leave them the pewter color. <laughs> it's just frost. It's frost. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, oh my gosh. Well, hey, 
if anyone out there actually has a layout in the a winter layout with no, I'd love to see some with, photos. With, I, I do like seeing them. Either a, a winter layout or a winter layout without snow, <laughs> like we're talking about. Like, yeah. if you want to model some real life scenery, you got to do a, like a, a end of February time period where there's no yeah. snow and it's just everything is mud. Mm-hmm. There are some other trees out there. You can buy the super trees Anyways. that you can make. There's some techniques <laughs> hey, and stuff that are out cool, there. We saw a cool technique at that show we went to, right? Um, back in the spring, which was, which was <clears throat> really cool. And the guy did right. he make it with like a wig or something, with like hair, like fake hair or something? Yeah, I don't know what the hell it was he was using. I I, I know that it, it was, was. It looked awesome. They they turned out great, and he it, did it in a matter of seconds. And it was I know a little, those guys. I think it was a little out of our scale. Yeah. Now I know I know some guys make the trees and they're awesome looking. They make those pine trees like they're made out of bottle brushes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you they don't seen that? But they don't look like the fake like ones you stick in your No, no, they're great. They and you know look... who makes good trees like that is Hal Reynolds. We had him on. Yes. He's, a, he's gonna be at the expo. I'm gonna talk to him there and we'll get in contact with Hal and see if maybe we can get him on Teach and have him to talk to one. us about the trees. And uh I'm sure he could show well. you how to make them pretty quick because it's sure. a, I mean it's a brush. The assembly, Absolutely. the assembly is done, right? Yeah, I don't know if he does the bottle brush. I'm, I have to check on that. I've seen the bottle website. brush. I've seen the bottle brush trees though. Yes. And some people do some really, really good, good work with the bottle brush tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a that's a cool that's a cool. Uh, we'll have to talk to Hal. Make sure we get yeah. him in on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so the trees are something you know. Definitely, we want to. Well, We've been working with ourselves. A lot of the ones I've been doing, um, I've been the the tree kits uh, from Woodland Scenic, and I have some stuff here from um, from um, Scenic Express as well. And I'll be talking to them too at the at the expo. So maybe I'll I'll talk to them about trees as well. Um, all right. We have one more. Oh, sorry, we have one more topic and let me i'm not sure hang on a second ron perry shared one um it's actually a looks like a layout it might be a layout i haven't checked out that link yet we just posted the question to ask questions um tonight um it's a guy and i'll share the link on our Show description. Give me one second here. Okay. Okay. It is the narrow gauge. It's Boston's Forgotten Railroad, which just sounds really cool because it's kind of the the area that we're trying to uh, model. The guy's intention is to build a historically accurate diorama of Boston, Revere Beach, and Lynn Railroad as it was in 1895, which sounds really cool. Um. But it's like a Kickstarter page. So the guy's looking to build a historically accurate railroad. He's got a video. Um, I'll put the link in the show description. The video looks cool. Cool. It's worth checking out the video. So thanks, awesome. Ron. Thanks, Ron, for sharing that. And I will, um, if you want to check out the guy's video on his Kickstarter and check out his page, I will have the link in the show description. Um, okay. Thanks for sharing that, Ron. The video looks cool. I have the sound down right now, so you can't hear it in over the microphone but so we ought to check it out it looks really cool but anyways uh, back to the tree real quick uh the you know how reynolds uh site um he's atlantic scale modeler 
mm-hmm. and um, go to LandScaleModelers.com. Check out uh, under products, and he has something called Turbo Tree. It looks like you do it in a giant freaking looks like a pickle jar. <laughs> it, it's a kit. It tells you, yeah, you know, it applies foliage uh, foliage through um, uh, more thoroughly contains and cons- uh, contains and conserves the foliage and speeds up drying time. Um, definitely want to look into it. I want to talk to him about that. It's a, it's uh, looks like. It says here temporarily out of stock. However, he says temporarily, so that means he's going to have more in. Uh, definitely want to look into that tree making process. His the trees on the photos that he has here are absolutely gorgeous. So wow. that's something we'll need to look at. And Lynn and uh, Ron both shared photos of the trees that they've been working on. Yeah. So I will probably make that an additional post in addition to. Um, Whoops, what was that noise? Anyways, no in addition to the podcast that's going to go up on Friday, I will share our patrons' photos of their trees and mm-hmm. kind of give a brief summary of what we talked about tonight in a, in another blog post on Friday. Right. So um, when you're uh, li- uh, while you're listening to this, you can head on over to our site and check out some of our patrons' um, trees that they've been working on because there's some cool ones. Lynn did a good job with a bunch of them. Uh, Lynn put a bunch of pictures up. They look awesome. And Ron put a little video up of his. Um, if you want tips on trees, on how to place them and stuff, I suggest... Oh, man, Lynn's go, killing me here. Oh, You have to go old school and on on the, on the this a little bit, but oh, get yourself a, a copy of Dave Frary's books on... Um, the book is called 303 Tips... 303 tips for detailing model railroad scenery and structures. He also has another book um, that has to deal entirely with just scenery. And um, that book is look for any of the book on the books that Dave Prairie has. He not only tells you about how to, uh, there's some, some tips on how to make trees, but it's more on how to place your trees and how to make them look realistic and how to get the most out of your um, your, your scenery with uh, and, and per square inch uh, with with the trees and bushes and shrubs and things like that that you're going to use, uh, it's a great it, his his stuff is absolutely great. Uh, you know, definitely check that out. Yeah, I Dave's stuff's all great. You're never going to regret picking any of his stuff up. No, absolutely not. And then and of course uh, there is. Um, Oh, go on. I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for the link. But what's the next question? No, that's the end of our patron questions. Um, it is. I just okay. sent Ron a message. I want to get that video. He put a video up of his trees, and I was saying how Lynn was teasing us. Lynn right. put a Lynn put a picture up of his uh, sagebrush made trees, and yeah. Now I need I need some sagebrush. Well, I told you. <laughs> I, I've been waiting for him to send me some, but um. Well, Anyhow, he's teasing uh, us with those sagebrush pictures. Yeah. So that's it. If you want to get your questions in or become a part of the show, uh, man, that ate up 45 minutes of the show. But uh, that's good. That's that's, a, that's what our show's about, other modeling and, and, and other things in the modeling world other than just what we're working on. So if you want to become a patron and become part of the show, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO Scale Customs and get your topics in. 
just like these other guys. And actually, one last one. Greg Baker wants us to do another contest, mm-hmm. but he wants to get um, maybe a vendor or a kit manufacturer involved with it. Oh. So, I well, don't know. Um, maybe I'll talk to some people. I don't know. Do. I'm sure. We know a couple kit manufacturers. Hint, hint. But uh, maybe we can team up with someone and do a, a, a bigger a bigger contest yeah that'd be great make it go uh, maybe like a winter long contest uh, yeah we'll that'd do be something. awesome we'll do like something. a three-month contest we'll, we'll figure out something cool but um yeah but, but we, between everyone we know i'm sure we can come up with a cool contest so greg we will work on getting a uh, a bigger contest uh organized here in the future um, I suggest also for people on the trees. I'll go back to that real quick again. Is to go do a uh, well. We were already going to do a segment on trees, so we might as well okay. Just, well, we might as well just transition scenery. into that. Okay, trackside scenery. Um, go to their website. That guy does a, an awesome job on explaining how to do scenery. He's got okay. YouTube videos out there. Trackside scenery. Uh, go to trackside Check out his website. Uh, I know that he does a lot of O-scale product stuff, but he also does uh, scenery stuff for all scales. Uh, definitely check it out. He's got he's got amazing videos on how to do it. Um, a lot of the stuff is stuff you can make from home or out of your uh, out of your own home or out of your kitchen even. So yep. we'll, um, we'll put a link to the uh, the website yeah. in the show description. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So um, definitely check that out. Cool. So, did you want to continue talking about trees since you wanted you said earlier that you wanted to talk about them? Well, you or, know, we were going to talk about grass and trees, and we're getting ready to do the scenery stuff, and I, this is perfect. These yeah, questions and I actually are started doing some grass um, mm-hmm. on the that. Meets are you up. Canadian? Why? <laughs> you were doing some grass. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're not yeah. getting into that right now. But uh, no, okay. we were we were um, we were doing. I'm doing some. I'm I'm putting some grass down. How about that? With the with the static applicator. Yes, and right. um, not just that, but the clumps of grass that you made, mm-hmm. uh, the little uh, the grass tufts. Yeah, the grass tufts. Mm-hmm. I'm putting them down inside the rocks along the waterfront, and I'm trying to blend that up into where the the foliage and the grass meet the seaside. Right. right. And. And the, the you know key is having a good applicator, right? I mean, and having an applicator. Yeah, and not um, touching the applicator while you're putting stuff down. Right. I mean, because you shock yourself. App- Again, we <laughs> mentioned Scenery Express, uh, Scenic Express. They have a ton of great. I, I know they sell the applicators there. They they're not cheap. I mean, in, from any company, uh, Noak is another company. I believe they're European. They have a, a, a grass applicator, but. You know, Scenic Express uh, is is I believe out of the Pennsylvania Altoona area, but they um, anyhow they have uh, applicators there, and then there's so, several other companies. There's ones you can make out of a bug zapper, and but there's some online YouTube videos that show you how to make your own. Um, I personally bought one. Yeah, we bought us. one. It, we and, did, yeah, we bought. We're not going to fool around with electricity. Right, exactly. I mean, I, I, I shocked I, myself on the damn one you bought. I sh- I shocked myself several times. I mean, you get you're not you get into a rhythm and you start working with it, and then, and then you, you touch it, it by accident. So, yeah, you touch it by accident, and it's like, or well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's well, it's just like, have you seen those uh, electric fly swatters? It's really all yeah. it is. 
Yeah, well, here's the thing. If you had the if the if the basket that holds all the uh static grass in it is in the thing and I accidentally shocked myself with it, <laughs> the one time I did it, the static grass went flying all over the place <laughs> cuz it fell uh, cuz it shocked me. Um yeah, it's not, it's not I'm not going to die from it, but it definitely gives you a jolt. No, it you know? wakes you up though. Oh yeah. You don't need oh, coffee. Yeah. You just gotta hit yourself with the gra- the grass apple kicker a couple times. Just be careful with it, you know? Yeah, right. Don't hit the dog with it, right? <laughs> you know? We don't condone that. No. So no. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's static grass out there. I mean the static grass uh, there's different companies, but you know, you wanna check it the length the length that you need. Um if you're buying scen- um woodland scenics, you're probably looking at you know, two, two to four, two, three, four, five millimeter up to six millimeter. Um, some of the other companies like uh, Sea Express has much longer ones, uh, and they have short ones as well. But then they they also carry a lot of the longer ones. We have some of both, and um, it is you know six, eight, ten, twelve uh, millimeters. So they're longer grasses. Um, you know, I mean, you you have to find what's right for you, and the key is, I think, mix, to mix up mix up the lengths. Uh, right. I have several different lengths mixed in. We have, and, we have we have like I think we have three different lengths of grass. Right. We have yeah. I think, and it's from two different companies. I forget the one that you bought. They're not in marked bags. Uh no, that is from. Uh, I have the card here, so keep talking, but I'll grab it. Yeah. Well, you had bought. And I forget the name of the company, but the it's dust good. what? It's dust. It, it's it's good stuff. Um, Grass Tech USA. Yes. Grass yeah. Tech USA. Yeah, we've used it. Um, we've I've had the same results. We've had the same result with it as the other stuff. I yeah, mean, they're they're all made very well. You know, I mean, that's it, you want to. And again, it's the same as the trees. You want to mix up the colors. You need more than just two different shades of grass. Um, you know, you're, you're going to need some brown grass mixed in with your green grasses. And it's it's neat to mix the two different shades or two or three different shades. And you get a nice, real, cool, realistic look to it. Um, you know, I mean, you got to play around with it to get the looks you want. You almost have to have use that artist in you, in you and try and find it. I mean, um, there's videos out there on how to apply it. Um, some of the better ones that I've seen, again, is trackside scenery. Again, is um, our, our former guest that we had here, and we hope to have her again, is Kathy Millett. Yep. And then, of course, uh, Luke Talon is another one that has amazing uh, videos out there on how to apply the grass. And his, his stuff is very good. I mean, they're out there. I mean, you, you got to search for it and watch them all. Don't just watch one person's. Because I found that you can combine a lot of the techniques together and get different effects. Yes. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Dave Frary also has many videos himself. I mentioned him before. And he, of course, was a guest here as well. But he has some videos on online that are also outstanding as well from his website, from his YouTube channel. And, and it's not just the static grass. We also put down a base coat of... Um the turf as well so yeah. we can't forget about the the turf yeah that goes down so use both. underneath i mean it. don't just use the static grass you got to mix that in no there, I, there's and there's been ground sections, foam. i've well, yeah the ground turf or the ground foam or whatever it is yeah. it comes in the it comes in the old uh 
<laughs> the old uh, Parmesan cheese sprinkle cans, whatever they're yeah. the food yeah. containers. But uh, you know, I, 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 we use just as much of that as we do the static grass because it would look really weird if it was all static grass. Um, so what I often do and what I've done now where the waterfront meets the, the land is, uh, I've put the foam down, the ground foam down, and then I put static grass on top of it and it Mm -hmm. adds a cool, uh, it adds some depth to the grass because then now you have, you have a different color as, as a base coat and then you have the static grass on top of it. Right. Yeah, I mean, definitely you get you get two different textures, right? And and then of course, you can even further that and add and sprinkle lightly uh, some flower blooms on top of some of the grass. Not all you don't want, you know, you don't you don't want it to look like Wizard of Oz here or nothing, but you want, you know, <laughs> but you don't want you know, <laughs> you don't want a giant poppy field here or nothing, but you want to definitely um, you want to make sure you have. Um, you know, some color mixed in there, you know, little sprinkles of, of uh, just on the, on the tops of the grass blades. Once the grass blades dry on the static grass, especially on your drier grass or your, your browner grass, um, take, take some of the, take some blues. And so a little bit, you know, like a light blue or a colorful, um, not too colorful, but, uh, you know, or some, you know, reds or stuff on the flowers, you can buy, you can buy that and, uh, sprinkle that on very lightly. Uh, you want to just kind of brush the tips of the gra- grass blades with some of that water and glue mix, uh, just with a light brush. In fact, I recommend using a fan brush. I don't know if you've ever seen a fan brush, Are you people out there, I'm sure some of you have and some of you haven't. But, you know, you can go to the art store and buy a fan brush. You can get them cheap, too. And uh, just get a nice fan brush with, uh, you know, a nice wide spread on it. And then put some into that water glue mix and just lightly glaze over the top or just brush it over the top. Almost like you're dry brushing with paint on the top of the very tip tops of the grass blades. And then lightly with your fingers, pick some up just old enough to hold between your forefinger and your thumb and sprinkle some on right where you want it, you know, and, uh, you'll get, they'll stick right to the tops and they'll look like, uh, you know, wildflowers in a field, that kind of thing. So, you know, you don't want too much. You don't want, you know, like I said, you don't want it to be like, you're not going to the, to the neighborhood garden center here, but you're, <laughs> you, know, you want it to be, um, you wanted to, uh, you know, wildflowers and stuff out behind old buildings and things like that, and you know, along track sides and things like, you know, those places, right, right, uh, where wildflowers would grow. I mean, you want that kind of thing, you know, where where the grass isn't as maintained as much. So, yeah, definitely do it. Sprinkle, put a, put one or two here and there in a wider spread, but you know, further apart from each other, real far apart from each other. Put that one or two drops of the yellow on there. Make it look like a dandelion that we all hate to have to get in our <laughs> yard. Okay, but we, you know who doesn't have dandelions? You know, put put some in there. You know, you don't want to go crazy on it. You know, I don't want a dandelion field, but still, you know, uh, there's ways to do it. Uh, the the products out there. Um, if you get to the expo, check out Scenic Express. I wonder if they have uh, crabgrass. It's insane <laughs> what that guy brings. 
and every product he has fills like a giant wall it's of endless. just stuff. And it, you know, if you can't find something to sneak out your layout with 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 uh, you know plant life, <laughs> you know, you're missing the boot because he's got it there. You know, it, it's and 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 same if you know with other brands that are out there, they got them. I mean, it, you can find this stuff, right? But yeah, yeah, I'm work, I'm excited to get to that point now with uh with my layout and uh, with, with our layout. You know, it's it's uh it's a really neat feeling when it brings starts bringing everything to life. It's not it's no longer just rocks and and uh, you know foam board and and you know. That's it. I mean, it's, it's start. This is where it comes to life. So it's cool. It's it's it. I think that's probably the most fun part mm-hmm. of working on our layout is adding the is adding yeah. the scenic stuff. It, it, right. It, it brings the color. You get a little creative. And I actually want to circle back to the trees real quick, and not just mm-hmm. trees, also for shrubs, because um, yeah. every town or every area has like some bushes or some shrubs and some like yeah. weedy looking shrubby areas. But, um, for that, don't make a round bush. No. Don't do like little round bush. Don't buy that liking crap. Don't that stuff is, oh. yeah, don't buy it. Don't use liking. Never that mind. stuff is, Oh, we're going to go with liking. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not liking, but it's, it's similar. That stuff looks like, I don't know. It just doesn't appear well, realistic to me. Well, I, okay. everybody's so, at their wait, own wait, wait, view. Well, hang on. I, I'm going to save myself here. You ready? Yeah. When I went to Michael's, I bought moss. Oh, okay. So it's not lichen, but it's it's a bag yeah. of moss. Yeah. And uh, it's actually cor- it's coarse moss from yeah. Ashland. And oh, okay. the tops of it are thin, like real thin, almost leafy looking. And mm-hmm. the bottoms of it are thicker, like... Uh, if you would look at it like a honeysuckle bush. Right. So the inside where you would see the bottom and the twigs is actually yeah. really thick, like twiggy looking, twiggy looking moss. Right. And then the top is thinner, like where the leaves would be. Mm-hmm. So it's not all like one texture. I think you're oh. thinking of the stuff that's like all one texture. It looks like a round cotton ball, but green. Yeah, it's it's not even really. Uh, yeah, it's not. <sighs> It's some really old school stuff, man. It, okay. It's just, it looks, it's. Well, it, this is real moss. Yeah, it's made by like, you get it, Lifelike made it, you know? Oh, it was, no, it no, was no, awful. No, no, no. This is it was, real. It was awful. This is at the craft store. It's it's real moss, and they dried it out, and they put it in yeah. a bag, like a gallon bag. Oh, um, okay. But now here's the thing on that. Does it need to be preserved? And if is it going to last it's, on it's, there? Or? It's dried in a bag. It's dried. I know that I've this had is going to maintain its color. I've had it for two years, and oh, okay. it looks exactly the same as I bought it. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, but it, let me get a little bit out. It's, uh, you know, you can pull it apart, and yeah. and, it, and it, it looks it looks like, you know, you can rip it apart, and there's like a thicker stem on the bottom, and, mm-hmm. it, and it ends up at the top real fine. So it's multiple, yeah. it's very, it's a lot of different textures. And oh, when you put it down in clumps, it actually just looks like, uh, you know, the the weird little tiny shrubs and weedy looking bushes you'd see on the side of a a bank yeah. or something. Cool. So I don't think it's what you're thinking, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's a natural moss and you can get it at Michaels or AC Moore in the floral section. 
Um, but I think it looks extremely life lifelike, not lifelike like the manufacturer, but right. uh, it looks a lot like I don't know. I, I think of it like if you go fishing and you're mm-hmm. and you're trying to you're trying to push your way through some some big brushy briars on the side of a, right. on the side of a creek. It looks like that. Oh, okay, um, cool. Or, or like on the side of a railroad uh, track where it's not maintained as well and kind of overgrown where there's like some, underbrush, like underbrush. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's it's various textures and it's and it looks cool. great and it actually I can't sm- wait to see it. It actually smells pretty good. But so <laughs> anyway, here's another the, thing. What, we, one more, one, one more, one more thing, one more thing. Yeah. The other thing I use and it's kind of like baby's breath. It's called um, Gavila or Gavila, Gavila. Okay. It's also from Michaels. It's made by Ashland, and it looks like baby's breath, but it um, it when you cut it off in little sections, looks like a um, more like a flowering tree that you'd have in a yard or uh, out front of a business or something. Uh, right. It's a uh, a little smaller of a flower than baby's breath, so you can cover it up with some greenery, and right. uh, and it's just a, a twiggy, uh, a stemmy looking uh, dried up dried up floral thing you'd stick it in a floral arrangement but um it's another it's another piece that you can pick up at michael's it's like six bucks for a giant bag and it'll probably mm-hmm. be enough for your whole layout um yeah and i think it's called gavila i'm not sure okay um but it comes in a bundle so or maybe bundle you know what maybe gavila is a different is another name for bundle i'm i might be stupid <laughs> i have no clue uh I was going to touch on static grass real quick. Go we model it. a city. And uh, so we're not going to have big, giant, wide-open fields and stuff. We might have some areas in the corners and along the outside edges of the city that may have more of that with some wood, wooded area. Not much of that. And, it, you know, we're doing an urban, larger city. So um, as a result, I mean, you obviously want your trees in your city. You don't want a concrete jungle. Okay, it's got to be – it's got to be – have its plant life as well but here's the things in a city if you're modeling that or even in a on a country road don't don't forget every now and then to in certain spots randomly uh put a little grass coming out of the sidewalk or coming out of the road um where the concrete is along the especially along the uh the if you have a concrete road or where they have expansion joints in your road uh where you or even a macadam road uh, where you would have you know a spot of grass or two and there you would want to use something in static grass along the two millimeter line um and all it takes is a, a small line of glue uh or you know the white the same thing you're using you just uh the but you brush it on or put it on with a toothpick and it's in a very thin line, not real long. You don't want to make gaudy. It's not, you want it to look realistic. You know, you want to go maybe a quarter inch long and spot here or a spot there and have a little bit of grass, not much, just that two millimeter short grass coming up out of a sidewalk crack or right. on a, on a road, a crack in the road, uh, where, where roads themselves crack. Um, you know, not everywhere. You don't want every crack having it, but, uh, definitely, uh, uh, you know, don't forget that because that's, that adds incredible realism as well. Yeah, definitely. I, the sidewalks. Yeah. I mean, every, grass. every city's got, uh, every yeah. city's got a section where the sidewalks are a little neglected or the roads, 
yeah. are uh, you know a little a little uh, right less traveled, and uh, there's some yeah, weeds, there's some weeds growing up in between the cracks or. Or right. even on some dirt roads, if you have some side alleys. Yeah, or, definitely or, dirt or roads. Dirt roads or like back roads, back alleys. Yeah. Um, and the I'll, back roads that don't get used that much. Yeah, a little. Use a taller grass, like a six millimeter, and have it go up the center part where the tires don't hit, you know? Right, right. And, uh, or even, that, uh, that kind of thing. even in alleyways, you'll have sections that, uh, you know, the road is crumbling. Right. And there's some weeds growing up in between and, and, and like back alleys between buildings. You'll, you'll see that a lot. Um, not maybe right. not in so many modern cities, but in some yeah. some older towns, you'll you'll see that quite a bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that's definitely what you want to do. Kind of like want... it makes it look a little bit like it's a little bit of a not a failing infrastructure, but mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, yeah, it, a, it needs a little work. It needs a little right. TLC. It's a little bit of a of a forgotten road kind of thing. Right. Now, you know, so many times I see photos of, lay- of people's layouts and countless times where I see these like nice, perfectly straight streets, perfectly paved, uh, no, no, no discoloration in the, in the, even in, you know, the blacktop or if they use concrete or, or whatever, I don't see any change. It's all the same shade. There's no, you know, fading or no weathering, whether your roads, you know, um, you know, put put the grass in that I was talking about. Put some cracks in. You know, even on your main highways, I mean, nothing's you – know, if, if you live in Pennsylvania, the roads are messed up. Okay? <laughs> we won't get into politics. Even but, our good but highways, our, but, even the Pennsylvania Turnpike has some our junk on it. suck. Yes. So – you know, you know, it's you're rare if you're going to go into a small town somewhere and you're going to find and I don't care where you are in the country. Uh, you, you're going to a small town somewhere. There's going to be potholes and cracks in the sidewalks and discoloris, discoloring of, of patches and things. Put that stuff in, you know, and if you have a grayish type road, don't do like some of these people do. I mean, if you're going to model the road, don't over exaggerate the patchwork right okay because eventually that's going to fade and look like the other part start looking a lot like the other road the rest of the road okay fade it out a little bit don't make it look like brand new tar down on a a square block you know because it's going to stick out like a sore thumb on your road there's two extremes there's one you have the extreme of all your roads are perfect and it's like never never land okay everything looks like it's absolutely perfect yeah, what would that be? Uh, Norman Rockwell town, okay, that kind of thing. And then there's the other extreme where you are trying to junk it up, and in the process, you're making your patchwork and stuff look like the guy came through just about an hour ago and put some tar down. I mean, don't do that either. You know, date it out. If you're going to put that tar, if you're going to put a little tar down in spots, which is fine, it looks great in some ways, then weather it. Take some light brown chalk dust and kind of cover it over, or you know, even some grays or whatever. And fade it out. It's still going to be darker than the other parts of the road, but you want to make it look natural, you know? Right. So, sorry. I, lines. Paint your lines on the road. I know we're getting away from the grass and scenery, that type <laughs> of stuff, but but I mean, man, put some stuff on. Right. You know, and uh, some make make one of your lines, you know. Fade it out. Make some of your lines faded. They don't have to be bright yellow, you know. 
uh, you know, they, or bright white. You know, make them make them like like they've been painted a long time ago. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and 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 uh, not all your roads have to have lines. No. So, no, definitely not. Some of the uh, yeah. some older roads, when you look in pictures, especially like I'm, I've been addicted to Shorpy. dot com. Uh-huh. Um, some of the pictures you get, the roads don't even have lines, it's, and they're and they're there's you know automobiles on them, but they're they're not lined roads. Uh, right. It's 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 yeah, it, and dirt roads are cool. Yeah, or you can get ro- you can make roads that are part dirt, part part. Uh, don't go from solid concrete to a dirt road exchange immediate okay make it go macadam or something like that and then fade out that macadam to where it gradually fades into like a dirt road and it goes off to nowhere right you know? that kind of thing but man so many times i see these people that make a, a really nice pretty macadam road and then it goes into a dirt road and it's like an abrupt stop between the two you know right so, yeah, it's it's a uh, there's there's a million different things you can do, and it it all comes from studying uh, yeah. old photography and or going and, outside and going outside driving Get the hell out of the house driving around and just checking things out. Um, uh, you know, around me you get a lot of different types of roads. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'm in a little more of a rural area, so you have your you have we have interstates obviously, but we have uh you know my road is a little more narrow. Um, it just has a line down the center, no side, no white lines. And then when you get farther up into the mountain or the farmland from me, uh, yeah. it comes down into either just a single lane paved road or some of the roads around here are just just like that limestone yeah. road, which a limestone road, if it's not traveled very well, goes back into our other topic where there's some weeds and stuff growing up around it. So. Right. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of getting out and checking out what's around you. And I think right. this, it also gets into uh, a very useful tool that we all have at our fingertips, and that is Street View on Google Maps. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of segueing into a topic I think you want to talk about as well, and that is our resources that we can use to study uh, and learn more about modeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, one of the big things that you can do, and this isn't just for roads and scenery but you can also use it to um look at buildings that you might not necessarily get to visit in real life Mm -hmm. but if you get on google maps and you go to the street view you can put yourself in the center of that city or the center of that area and look the whole way around that town and everything and and check out the whole town without even ever having to get out of your pajamas um (laughs) and that's a pretty invaluable tool that we all have at our fingertips so just getting on street view and looking up so say there's a historical building that you want to model and i did this with a building i saw on a trip that i was on over the summer and i took some Mm -hmm. pictures i took a picture of it as i was driving by really quickly but i didn't get a very good shot of it other than just the front and if you get on google maps and go street view like i did you can get a 360 degree around the block tour of that building and take yeah. save the picture of it and use that to model um, yeah. your building. So definitely, that, it's out there. It's just a huge resource that we have, and you can see the whole world from your sure. box so from sitting in your boxers on your couch. So <laughs> you uh, did that with the Blue Slipper Tavern. The Blue Slipper Tavern. Well, Kenny yeah. sent some pictures, yeah, um, uh, along with the building. But then I did sure. get on Street View and just checked it out, and right. uh, you know, 
why not? It's there. Yeah. So you can you can travel the globe from your from your slippers and your underwear. Uh, you, you really can see everything at any town. There's no excuse to not yeah. be able to anymore see Fine stuff anything online. Um, Back to the roads real quick. Yeah. The uh, don't forget stone roads. Okay, and if you're gonna do a stone road, please do yourself a huge favor. I mean, you're probably going to use a ballast or something along that lines for, for stone. You don't use a coarse ballast. I see so many people use a coarse ballast on their roads, and it, it, they look like like softball-sized stones on their in, in HO scale. Okay? I mean, maybe that'll work for O scale. That's great. Okay? If you're going to do it on, o, on HO scale, use the fine, grind, uh, the fine ballast uh, in, in grays. The stones really aren't that big, people. They're just itty bitty stones in real life, you know. So, you know, they're they're like most of the stone roads. The stuff isn't much bigger than like two or three the size of two or three nail heads. Okay, they're not that big. So, you know, you know, do yourself a favor and make it look realistic with going with a finer green stone. And if you're for that matter on a maquette, even on a <clears throat> on a concrete road along the sides where the concrete road meets in a city meets a sidewalk on the curb. Okay. Sprinkle just a couple stones here and there along the along the curb. I mean, how many times you've been in a city? You walk, and you step down off the side of the curb, and there's a couple stones, or maybe even some crushed concrete, uh, that kind of thing. There, um, you know, think about the things you see around there along the very curb edges in a town. Yeah, there's, uh, all, there's always a buildup of like, trash. There's a buildup of trash, trash and there's trash. leaves. And, yeah, uh, leaves. You know, oh yeah, huge air along curbs, leaves and, and small pieces of trash. And check out and... Kathy Millett's web, uh, her 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 YouTube page, Kathy Millett's YouTube page. She does a special feature, and we talked about it with her. Um, look it up. It's on how to do, uh, how to do streets. But she has, she buy, she doesn't buy it. She makes it herself, and she has it in a little <laughs> container. And she chops up little pieces of candy wrappers into fine little tiny itty bitty HS scale sized pieces of trash, you know, and they're and, and she sprinkles it along the side. And I swear to God, when she zoomed in on it, it on, on the video, it looked like real trash when it zoomed in. I mean, it, it was impressive. And it, it looks fantastic. And it looks easy to do. And she explains how to do it. I mean, and it's done with it's thinking, done with and, stuff that you can you can right. get you can get easily. You don't have to right. spend a lot of money and get all nope. these extra scenery things and 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 blow your your budget on on right. buying scenery material. It, it comes down to using your head right. and figuring out how to make it happen. Right. You know? So, hey, that's a lot of scenery. Yeah. So, hey, let's transition back into what I was getting into with uh, a few and, and we're getting towards the end of this episode, but let's get into a few resources that you use that you think are invaluable to um, model railroading that we haven't talked about on the show. So, yes, we've talked about the we've talked about the forum a lot before. The forum is a uh, a huge resource. Forums, uh, all the forums out there are great. The forums are the all Milers good. forum. If you get a chance to check it out, we talked about it before. Right, the Milers it's, forum is awesome. It's great. Check it out. But yeah. what I want to get into tonight is maybe a couple things that we use that we haven't shared 
previously, mm-hmm. like the forum and things we've talked about a lot before, like shorpy.com and some of those other things. Easiest um, one ever. What's what's something you haven't talked about on the show yet or in depth? Easily, the easiest one for other people before I get into that is, without a question, Google Image. Oh, yeah. Google Image. Yeah. You just, it's free. It's easy. It's easy it's to find. Pro- it's probably Google, on your damn in. phone. Yeah, it is. You just type in in the search bar what you're finding. That's going to come up at first with all a list of, let's say I put in um, that I want to check out, um, I don't know, uh, railroad, um, that's fine, uh, switch tower. Okay. And I put in railroad switch tower. And it's going to give me a list of all the, you know, regular stories and whatnot on, on, you know, websites about railroads, switch towers, which are fine. Okay. But you want to see images. So just go up to that little bar above once you do your search and hit images and then railroad switch towers turns into a giant list of railroad switch towers with photos, just photo after photo. That's all it shows you. And you can pull them up, look at them, study them. You can do that. I'm, I'm just using that as an example. You could do it right. on uh, fall colors, like we were talking about with trees. Uh, you know, you can you can figure out by looking at that image how you want your trees to be placed in 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 different shades. Now, I mean, th- these are that's that's in my opinion, bar none, bar any resource, Google image search is the best thing out there. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and I don't think a lot of people do it. I got people at work. I have people I work with that, you know, it's a totally different field. It's not modern railroading. Right, um, obviously. But, you know, but they're like, well, we need to find a photo on this or that. And I'm like, okay, well, Google image it, you know? And they don't even know how to use it. It, it blows my mind. The yeah, other cool yeah. thing that you might not know that you can do with Google images is if you have an image – Okay, this is really cool. I don't know if you know how to do this or not. Mm-hmm. If you have an image that you really like and you want to find similar images of it. Yes, I've done that. You can drag that image into the search bar. You can click and drag it mm-hmm. into the search bar and search for similar images. And it will bring up. Yes. So say you have a city picture of, say you have a picture that you really like of a, you know, a, a street corner. Mm-hmm. And it's got a bunch of signs and and I'm only using this as a, as an example because it's what I'm currently working on, but right. you're say you're looking for pictures of uh, street corners, of old black and white city photos, of um, you know some old advertisements. You can drag that picture into the say you find one you really like. You can drag that picture into the Google Image search bar, and it'll bring up thousands of of similar photos, just yeah. li- just like it, but you know, yep. but different ones. So uh, Pinterest will do the same. Pinterest is exactly the same way, yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's a huge resource. Google Images is... Uh, it is. It's every image you could ever want. And images of other people's models and layouts are awesome as well. Another great resource. I so, mean, Google them. And that, there's another pl- that, uh, great place for that is Pinterest. So one of them that, um, that I used for some old signs and some old things that I've been working on is yeah. uh, archive.org. Right. I don't know if you've ever used that or not. I have not. So archive.org is uh, a lot of it's creative commons. So it's a public domain kind of thing. Yeah. 
And uh, so you can, most of it's public domain. You have to check to make sure that you're not stealing something from somebody. Obviously we don't condone that. Sure. But, um, the, you have to be careful, but most of it is, and if you're only using it as reference for your own artwork, I don't think it's as big of a deal, No. but, um, you'll have to check the copyrights of it, obviously. But, uh, archive.org has, it's, uh, a huge photo library of, uh, pretty much anything you can search. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got tons and tons and tons of of photos um, mm-hmm. and really of anything. So I've used I'll it. To, check that out. I've used it to find some ideas for artwork for signs and old um, old advertisements. Right. So what about you got you got one? You got another one? Well, no, I said about Pinterest. I mean, if you want to find uh, ideas. Check out other modelers. I mean, there's some amazing work out there on Pinterest and you can do the same thing. Um, you know, trying to find similar, if you want a waterfront scene, you type in waterfront, you find one photo, click on it. It'll pull up a whole mess more that'll match that one, uh, with similar photos. I mean, these are, these are cool things to do. I mean, there's definitely tons of photography on a place like Pinterest it's not just for your for your homemade crafts and wooden decorations for your living room. This is uh, you know it's a it's a huge resource. Right, it really is. Another cool um, another cool one, and this is back to the imagery, is um, mm-hmm. kind of like archive.org, but it's um, uh, the Library of Congress, mm-hmm. loc.gov. Right. Um, uh, as far as I'm concerned, anything on the Library of Congress is public domain mm-hmm. i don't don't quote me on that no but, um, it, it is I, yeah. i'm 99 sure it is and there is millions of images on there uh, i just did a quick uh, example i just typed in seaside town and it brought up like thousands of pictures of public domain seaside town pictures um mm-hmm. uh, that you can use to base a lot of your modeling off of and it and this one actually has a really cool shot of some roads i'm sidetracking I'm getting lost mm-hmm. in archive.org. I mean, uh, look, uh, Library of Congress photos. But this one, there's like, as I'm going through, there's like old pictures of, of uh, what is this one? A Richfield high octane gas pump from nine. What's it even from? It's old, but it's just got so much cool <laughs> stuff. Actually, this one's really it's old. This is cool. It's an old gas. <laughs> this is cool. I might save this one. It is an old gas station photo, and the name of the gas station is called Mr. Lubrication. <laughs> That's the name of the gas station. Nice. And it's, uh, you know, old gas pumps. And, and there's a whole – the Library of Congress has a whole section of photos of just old mm-hmm. antique gas pumps. Yeah. Um, signs. Old you beer signs. Google signs, Oh, my gosh. Too. Old beer signs. I looked up beer signs. There's, There's this, no reason why you should have to go out and buy signs. Hey, the Library of Congress, by the way, I might be on here all night now because there are some cool signs. Cool. So, but yeah, and that's another resource, and it's you're paying for it. That's your tax yeah. dollars at work. If you're in the United States, for our foreign listeners, it's still probably there for you to use for free. Um, I'm sure it is. <laughs> but uh, you know, not foreign. I should say foreign for our overseas listeners. I apologize. Right. Um, but uh, you know. That's another – I think the Library of Congress is something that maybe people don't think of to look for references. Mm-hmm. 
but there's a lot in there. It's huge too. And a lot of that stuff might not be as easily found on Google Images. Um, but the Library of Congress search engine is actually pretty strong as I'm trying out a different, couple different um, search terms. It's just coming up with tons and tons of stuff for me. So right. I'll be saving some photos off here tonight, actually. Yeah. Um, man, there's some cool gas pumps. I'm obsessed with this Mr. Lubrication gas station. That is too cool. <laughs> Why don't I get this funny feeling we're going to have a Mr. Lubrication <laughs> gas station? It looks cool. i I'll share a photo. We already got a Goobers. I'm going to share a photo. You need more than one gas station in a town. True. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mr. Lube Vacation. <laughs> All right. So. But yeah, so that's another great resource. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I think is a little. I, here's one for you. I don't great know. resource. It's not even online. Yeah, fine. There you go. It's called your library. Your local public Ooh, library. The Forgotten and... Library. That's right, and they're there, and they're there for you to use. And go you know what some, they cost you? Go blow some dust off those books and get back in the library. Yeah, man, I've, I've gone to the library already. I did that when I was researching the uh, the lighthouse. There was a ton of books. I came home with a stack of oh, books yeah. from the lighthouse. Well, it was neat because, I don't know, I like I like to surf on the web. There's something different sure. about getting your hands on a book, though. Yeah, just turning pages, you know, at your pace. You don't have to worry about whether or not you click in the wrong thing, or you know, you can sit there and you know, I, you know, but the library has an endless resource on stuff. Um, there's not a lot there on model railroading per se, but there is a ton of stuff on just about everything else, from how to build things, um, that the you know the architecture. Uh, these are. You know, free resources from your local community. Well, you probably have to have a library card or membership. Oh, your library card. You know how you get one of them? You go to the front desk and you talk to the <laughs> librarian and There's she no... makes you a – or he or she makes you a uh, library card. You probably only have to pay for it if you have late fees. Right. So don't turn them in late. <laughs> don't forget them, you know. But, you know, definitely uh, libraries are amazing. I've used them uh, many times. So – uh, yes, I love books. I mean, there's there is a ton of resources out there in books uh, for model railroading itself. That will I mentioned one tonight with the Dave Frary's books, uh, the Howard Zane book, the Howard Zane book. Co- the Kambach Publishing Company has a ton of books. Um, uh, as far as that goes, I think they're also tied in. They may be or may not be tied in with Model Railroader magazine, who also has a selection of books. There is the we mentioned AK Interactive. They have a slew of books, and if you go to Google um, Books, uh, you can even download some free ones from AK. They have some smaller, shorter how-to books uh, on dioramas type stuff um, using their products and other products that aren't even theirs, and uh, or everyday products. They have them. Um, they all offer that type of thing. Check into the many resources available uh, as far as books for our hobby. Right, they're out there, and and know. things that aren't model railroading. Correct. You know, like you said, you had a lighthouse book. I'm sure there's yep. a book on. Uh, I'm sure there's a book out there for almost any type of architecture, or oh, many, or not even architecture, just scenery or sh- shoot. Get some old National Geographic magazines. I, yeah. Grandma, my grandma, your mom, gave me a whole pile. I, 
like five Christmases ago, she gave me that whole box of National Geographic magazines. And mm -hmm. I, for the longest time, I was like, what am I ever going to do with these? But when you flip through them, there's some cool stuff in there. And and yeah. uh, not just National Geographic, but like even outdoors magazines or uh, anything like that. You can pick up you can pick up scenery resources in. Now this is switching from architecture to scenery. You can pick up scenery resources, um, you know, in 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 photography magazines of outdoors, gardening, gardening stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, endless. It, it, really, yeah. this hobby, and I'm sure we're not proving a point here with it. Uh, everyone has probably realized this, but this hobby, you can take a reference or a, a learning point from almost any real life situation in this hobby. Because what are we doing? We're modeling a real life environment. So. Anything you see or interact with in real life can be modeled. Uh, right. You could really just learn from if you right. if you keep your mind open and you're looking, you're actively looking for things all the time. You can take an example from literally anything throughout your day. Your commute to work could be the most valuable thing ever. Right. And I think Stephen, our, our our one of our patrons and one of our guests on a previous episode, Stephen Hayworth, even said, mm -hmm. you know, on his drive to work or his drive when he was driving out to. Um, Thinking about the color was it Colorado he went to mm -hmm. that he was telling us yep. about when yep. he drove out there he was you know just just taken back by this the amount of things that he learned just by looking at the scenery as he was driving yeah so you're... I mentioned I went to Williamsburg Virginia this last week right on vacation and it's a beautiful little town and the whole time I'm walking through it's an all historic town everybody's in first person the 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 scenery there I mean the way they have everything landscaped. The way the roads are, the way everything has been turned back to the 18th century, I was sitting there going the whole time I was there. I'm thinking to myself, how can I model this? Yeah, you know, well, I'm not going to do that because obviously, it, you know, where am I going to find stuff for 18th century? I'd have to hand make every, <laughs> I'd have to custom make every building from scratch. And All your little prizer figures that have wood teeth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, wouldn't it be cool if you could model this in like HO or O scale? And it would that would be awesome. And, uh, you know, down to the buildings and um, it, it, the landscape, the gardens. Oh, my God. The, the stone fences. It would be awesome to do it. Unfortunately, you're not going to have a train. They didn't have trains then. But, I mean, still, I mean, it, it was before can, the locomotives. I can guarantee you that somebody out there, someone, and maybe one of our listeners can point us to a cool yeah. diorama or a cool layout has modeled. I know. I'm not even. I'm not even going to question this. Someone out there has modeled uh, Williamsburg or Colonial America. It's been done. Oh, oh it, yeah, yeah. It's been done. Actually, yeah. if I am going to go back to this, if you know of a cool diorama or layout from Colonial times, shoot us a link or send <laughs> us put post a link on our Facebook page, uh, yeah. Facebook.com, so HO Scale Customs, and show us uh, if you oh. if you know of one because I'd be interested in seeing it. Another resource for you real quick, the museums. Go to a museum. I know our state museum in Harrisburg has some dioramas there of, of earlier times, even from the railroad times. They have uh, the start of railroad. Uh, they have uh, all types of dioramas in there that are already modeled. There's um, That's a resource to look at. Uh, see that work, and it's all usually museum pieces are very, 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 very well done. And um, they also, you know, you're, you're going to learn historically, learn some things uh, from a from a museum. Um, so it's another resource. 
especially if it's a museum on the on the area you're trying to model. Right. So I'm sorry. Hey, real quick, I I was talking yeah. about this at work. Uh, <laughs> this is way off topic. I'm sorry. Speaking of museums, didn't there used to be a museum at the old Hershey Park Arena? There did. I. There was. There uh, did. There, <laughs> there did. There, there did used to be. <laughs> there did used to be one. No, there is. Um, there is. Uh, there was one there. I don't know if it's still there. The Hershey Museum. It's on the one end of the yeah. Hershey Park Arena. Yeah. Yeah. This is. I'm sorry. If you're not familiar with our area, this is. This means nothing to you. But uh, I had to ask that because I thought. Yeah, there's a museum. There. I, said I don't that, know why I came up, but yeah. Because you said museum, and I was talking about it with one of my coworkers today, and. Uh, and he and 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 they they almost looked at me like they didn't believe me, but, uh, but yeah, there's a museum. There used to be a museum there. Anyways, back on track. There did be a museum there. There did be a museum there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, save that talk for when we go to the West Virginia Oklahoma game. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! So anyhow, um, yeah, I mean, uh, real quick, a couple things I need to add to this before we close out today. And uh, one is our guest that was going to be on next week. Uh, we talked about that last week. Um, she will not be available, and we will get her on. Um, she has, uh, she's on our, I will mention her now. Uh, she is on Instagram as um, Singapore Miniatures. And uh, she's an amazing modeler, and we'd like to have her on uh, directly from Singapore. Um, I hope she's listening. I hope she's feeling better. She has had uh, some health, uh, a little bit of a health problem that she has to take. Had, well, we'll get her back. Had, on. We'll get her on. We'll have her back on. I, I just want to let you know we're thinking of you out there. We well, hope you're feeling um, better. I hope, yeah, I hope you're feeling better. And um, but we will have her on as soon as she's ready and willing and able to come on. And she said she'd like to do that. She's very disappointed. And, uh, but, uh, in the meantime, I may find another guest in between that time. So don't, you know, don't for, don't, don't fret. We'll probably have somebody on. Um, anyhow, that's one thing. Number two is the expo is coming up in just the about expo. two and a half months. And uh, we are ready. We're going to have some surprises there for you. We were talking about earlier tonight before we got got before we went on to record, and uh, we will have some uh, some interesting things for everybody there to uh, check out. And uh, we're going to have a lot of stuff going on. I keep mentioning it. Um, I can't stress enough. If you get a chance and you can make this expo, uh, definitely do so. You, in your lifetime, you need to get to an expo if you really want to see fine scale modeling. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. We're going to bring you a ton of content. Uh, I am going to be tired at the end of each day there and I hope to be, I'm really looking forward to doing that and, uh, we're going to bring it to you the best we can. So that's it. That's what I have, my friend. Hey, it'll be, uh, it's going to be a good time. You're going to have fun at the expo. I'm going to have a miserable time and, um, be uh, thinking about you. Yeah, you won't. don't worry about it. You won't be thinking about me. You'll be doing. Oh, be you'll be you. having your fun, and you'll be doing your thing, and being. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick, I want to give, and I only did this once other one other time before, and um, uh, I want to thank Dave uh, Cruzwick for helping as well. But I'm going to do one last shout out on this show. So if you stuck out, if you stuck with us long enough on this episode, um, this is not model railroading related, but this is related to my run. Um, 
if you're not aware of what I'm doing and you're just joining us for the first time or you haven't heard it yet on another episode and you've joined us since that last time I did a shout-out for this, I'm running a 100-mile race, um, point-to-point, no breaks, uh, in two weeks. And yes, I didn't stutter. I'm running 100 miles. It's stupid. Um, (laughs) But uh, with that, I'm trying to do two things. I'm trying to fill... So I have a race shirt uh, for the Organization for Autism Research, and I have a race shirt for the American Cancer Society. Um, and what I'm doing is I'm allowing people, friends, family members, uh, acquaintances, listeners to the show, whoever um, wants to do so, dedicate a mile for free uh, to a loved one that either has has autism or has battled or has cur- or is currently battling um, any form of cancer. And I will write their names on my race shirts and run with their names throughout my entire 100-mile race. So uh, if you're listening and you want to dedicate a name, you can either send us a message on our Facebook page at HO Scale Customs, or you can go visit uh, warriorjourneys.com. That's warriorjourneys.com. We'll put a link in the show description as well. Um, I know uh, one of our listeners dedicated a name and helped us out, so you know who you are. Thanks a lot for that. It means a lot but shameless plug that's my last one i'll do um uh what's wrong with that i'm all for it for it um we're also if you want to dedicate a name and you can that's great it's free um we also have a uh, on warriorjourneys.com we have a place where you're able to donate um a dollar or whatever you want to donate um if you can donate a dollar that's great if you could donate more that's amazing uh everything we raise we're splitting 50-50 with the Organization for Autism Research, and the other half goes towards the American Cancer Society. So um, if you can donate, great. If you can't, you can always dedicate a name to a loved one um, who has been affected by either one of those things. And I will gladly run with their names on my shirt uh, the entire way. So 100 I just, miles. I just wanted to give that little plug because it means a lot to me, and I spent my whole year now working towards it so it's coming to the it's coming to a close and i want to fill my shirt with names um and it would mean train hard it would mean a lot to carry your loved ones and everyone else i know's loved ones names with me Mm -hmm. so yeah i think it's great um uh yeah and it's trail running too it's not like a road run this is a this is all through the the mountains it's through the mountains of uh it's through the mountains. It's going to be ridiculous. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but we will, uh, a few weeks from now, we'll have that going on. And uh, if you want to dedicate a name, feel free to do so. Um, again, you can just, and if you don't have to go to our page, um, the Warrior Journeys page, if you'd rather just send a message to the HO Scale Customs page, I will get that message there as well. Um, and I'll make sure that your loved one's name gets on one of my shirts. Or you may have a couple loved ones that have it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you it. can fill up the shirt. If I get yeah, the 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 idea originally was to get a hundred names total. Mm-hmm. Um, fifty miles would the first fifty miles would be for um, uh, the first, one of the organizations, and then the second fifty miles would be for the second organization. So I would have fifty names on the first shirt, fifty names on the other shirt. Um, but if I get more, I get more really doesn't matter. I just want to fill my shirt with as many names as possible uh, and carry them with me. So uh, at 50 miles, I will switch shirts 
So one of them is an Organization for Autism Research shirt, and the other shirt is a American Cancer Society race shirt. They're both running shirts. And um, at 50 miles, I'll switch shirts and run the rest of the race with the other the other organization shirt on. So, yeah. Great. So, anyways, that's what I got. Um, and I, like I said, I appreciate it if anyone wants to join in on that effort. I know it's not model railroading related, but it is something that affects everybody. So uh, it hits a lot of families right at home. So I want to uh, want to uh, kind of do my part to help people either uh, honor someone who has that, or to you know help raise a little bit of a help and awareness for that cause or those causes. So great, cool, good job. It's your show. So well, it's our show. Hey, so you can put whatever you want on. With that, you know, if you um, want to. Yeah. yeah, we don't do it very often. I'm not asking. No. I'm not asking no, for. I'm not asking for this every week. And it just it's no. it's coming to a close. It's a few weeks away, and uh, it's just something. Yeah, nobody that, ever um, blame you that. Yeah, it's just something yeah. that we want yeah, to uh, we want to uh, kind of sh- highlight real quick. So um, okay. we'll wrap that up, and um, we will uh, also wrap up this episode. This is a long one for just two of us without an interview. This is the longest one I think the two of us have ever done. Right. So. Um, we are going to let you go with that. Happy modeling, everyone. And I hope you all have a awesome weekend at your layouts. So Yes. Um, Enjoy it. Happy fall. Hey, and you know what? I wanted to bring up one other thing. Yeah. And uh, we had a live video on Monday, and I think it was probably the most interaction we've had on a live video in a very – probably ever – um, mm-hmm. because we started asking more questions to our viewers on the live video in the middle of it. So mm-hmm. – um, look for a live video coming up. We'll, we'll probably do another one here in the next day or two, a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do another live video and, uh, um, uh, as, oh man, excuse me. In addition to the live videos, we want to see your guys's work. That's not a very good word. Your guys's. So, um, ex- your guys's. <laughs> excuse the bad English on that, but, uh, <laughs> we want to see everyone's work. Um, you know, this is why we do this. We actually, I actually get a, a a lot of enjoyment out of seeing other people's work, and I think it's something that even no matter what you think your abilities are with with model railroading, share a picture of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if you share it on our page, I can promise you that nobody's gonna uh, uh, nobody's gonna pick at it, and if they do, we're gonna get rid of them right away because yeah. that's not what we're about. Uh, and yeah. and and I see that sometimes in the other groups. It doesn't happen very often. It's very rare in this hobby. But um, you know, if you're if you're kind of bashful with sharing a photo because you don't think it's good, um, you might be surprised. So so we want to kind of see what our listeners are working on. What's your layout look like, or what's something you're proud of? What what are you working on? Uh, even if it's just a simple picture of your your workbench, and it's just you're proud of how how clean your workbench is, or how disorganized it is, like mine. Uh, you know, kind of share. Get on there and and, uh, and sh- let's see what um, what you guys are working on. Especially yeah, if it's something funny too, throw it at us. If you yeah. think it's funny hey. and pretty cool that way, and I, we're all about that. I, we like to we like we laugh at ourselves a lot, and and then of course uh, you know jump in, get involved, like Brett said, get involved that way. Right. Also, um, real quick, on that same note, um, you want if you're gonna if, if we're gonna share that kind of thing, um, don't don't hesitate to give us ideas. Uh, if there's yeah, stuff just out to... there 
uh, that you want to hear on our show us talk about in the fine scale modeling and, and the things, uh, be it, you know, whatever, um, that we're not covering that you want some more info on, or if you want to hear us talk about it, or maybe we can try and find a guest on it. Um, please, uh, contact us, share, use our page, share our page as much as you can tell your friends, have them like, if you haven't liked our page, please hit that like button. You know, you'll actually, but, yeah. um, we, we, our goal is not just to have a Facebook page, but a, uh, a place for everyone to interact that listens to our show. So, sure. um, and, 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 uh, that's why we want to see what you guys are working on. So with that, we are going to sign off for the night. Remember, if you want to become part of the show, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs. Uh, other than that, have a good weekend. Do yeah. some modeling, do some cool stuff, you know, share it, get involved and, uh, make sure you, uh, you realize that it's your world that you're working on and, uh, it, you do it your way, you can do it your way. So everything that we talked about tonight, you can just throw it out the window and do it your own way. We don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, it's time to go. It's time to go. All right. Awesome. Later guys. <laughs> Have a good night.